and we should be live. We're live. What's going on, D-Bags? Hope you guys are doing well. We're back here again with another episode, the 216th episode of the Detox Podcast, to be exact. My name is Darren Rita. Feel free to connect with me at any of the links down below. And if you're new here and enjoy music, podcasts, hooping videos, or comedy, do consider subscribing. We've got a whole lot of that going on around here. And when you do subscribe, leave a like or a super chat and hang out with us in the live chat like you're going to do tonight. It helps us share conversations and laughs with more people. So do consider doing that. Uh, we recently just unlocked the feature to be even, even able to accept super chats. But you definitely should do that. Uh, helps the channel out a ton, and it helps YouTube notice that we're actually doing stuff that's like worth noticing, I guess, and that shares it to more people. So, uh, with that stuff out of the way, though, before I can introduce you guys to my guest today, I got to talk to you a little bit about grooming because you're doing it wrong. Okay, we've all been there before. You waited a few weeks, a few weeks too many, I should say, to trim the hedges, and now the cutesy little garden you had down there is turning into a bit of a sprawling rainforest, and even worse, it's date night. So things might things might get interesting, okay? So what do you do? You reach for that cheap razor, maybe you got from a Walmart or a Kmart, even if it's been that long for you. I don't know what you're rocking. And you grab that, you start going to town. You realize quickly that's a dangerous game that you're playing, okay? You don't got to do that anymore. You got to go nuts. Go Nuts is a first of its kind, brand new personal groomer. Well, look at this guy right here. This has been on my nuts, okay? Don't, don't touch this. I'm glad you didn't. Some people reach for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks cool, but I, I have to stop leaving this on the desk. It's not safe. Um, <laughs> but it's, that, that's what it looks like there, and it, it works phenomenally. It's got a patented design. It's not going to leave you with the same gashes and rashes that other companies swear that they're going to protect you from, but they use the same technology and leave you with the same cuts and nicks. So what are you waiting for? Go to thegonuts.com and get yours today. Or you can click the link in the description. Use the code RITA47 to uh, save a little bit of money and get your grooming done right and go nuts. Now, with all that good stuff out of the way, I'm pumped to be kicking it with my homie this week. He's one of the greatest servers the game has ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's give a wet detox welcome to Miles. He's What's the in word, the building. Dude? <laughs> You're here, bro. Thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> dude, we made it. We finally made this happen. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> You're here. I, me I mentioned that you're one of the best servers in the industry. You know, serving that as long as you've been, though, oh, comes with a price. Too long sometimes, yeah. <laughs> comes with a price. So, wh what, it, what is, uh, I, I was told to ask you this by some people close to you. What is, a server's daily routine what's your morning routine as a server morning routine i mean i don't know man i guess it kind of depends on like the day before especially as a server because you live such a sporadic lifestyle i feel like being up late happens a lot yeah yeah. so i guess it kind of depends on like when you actually get your day started as a server i mean i'm not typically an opening server so my days start a little bit later like when today. do you wake up you think usually dog on average like 1 p.m <laughs> 1 p.m you're rolling out of bed hell yeah <laughs> at 1 p.m i'm rolling out of bed like sometimes i'll get up a little early if i set an alarm but snooze that shit that's what, yeah that's what i feel like a lot of people like so many people are like work in the service industry and i think a lot of people that don't maybe don't even understand that it's like if you close right you right. get done at midnight, maybe 1, 2 a.m. 2 a. Oh, yeah. And then let's say you want to go do something after. Correct. Or even you just go home. You're up for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Everyone has to have that kind of like wind down mode. You need that like, decompression. You know, to decompress. Especially, I mean, serving's a lot, bro. Yeah. And like the decompression afterward, just getting home and just chilling on the fucking couch for an hour is so just like needed. Sometimes <laughs> I used to, I, I walk to work now, but I used yeah. to, when I would drive to work, when I would get home from bartending, it'd be like 2 in the morning. I would just sit in my car yeah. for like 20 minutes. I got home. I just in the driveway, just sitting there like, oh. yeah, bro. I just did that. Shit, sometimes bro. just the silence in your car is fucking That's, necessary. Yeah, dude. It's all you need sometimes. But, um, but I mentioned, you know, you've been serving for a while. 
So I gotta, I gotta know. You've been in the service industry, doing it all, a little bit of serving, a little, yeah. little bit of bartending, managing all of it. Bartending or serving, what's what's better? Or pros and cons of each, I guess. Oh man, I feel like, like I was saying earlier, like bartending is always a preference for those of, those of us that actually get into bartending. Nobody yeah. wants to serve tables. What do you? <laughs> why do you think? What do you think? I feel like it's a little bit more of like a, like a chilled, laid back setting of like the service industry versus like serving families it's a little more high strung yeah i feel like it's definitely a lot more running around when you're serving on the floor taking care of 14 tables yeah um bartending is a little bit more of a i feel like it's a little more fun you know yeah i think the stakes are higher when you're serving you know and you control less yeah as a server at least as a bartender i mean like you're in control of making drinks for people and like cranking out tickets as fast as you can and it kind of controls the amount of money you're making but when you're serving dude it's like if your bartender's ass and the kitchen is ass then it's, <laughs> then it's over you know i like i make the joke at my tables so many times with like my food's taking too long and i'll be like bro like the kitchen never wants to see me succeed <laughs> yeah, they don't want to see <laughs> so, me like, win if it was bro. up to me man i'll be fucking back there cooking your pasta but i'm yeah. like i'm just out here fucking bringing you drinks from the bar <laughs> yeah dude well it's dude it's, it is higher stakes i think too because like if you think of like the commitment from the consumer standpoint to go into a restaurant and like sit down with my family took like was like way bigger of a decision than it was for like me and the homie to just go sit at the bar for a oh, little yeah, bit. Oh yeah. Like that's so like we're so much more chill than like oh, if I had sure, to get the dude. kids in the car and we gotta get the the car time into the car seat. We yeah. gotta ask for a high chair. Oh yeah. We gotta make sure everyone gotta get ready. Like there's a lot going on. So when they're there, yeah. they're already pissed. And it's nice at the bar. I mean, you're like you're flipping bar guests so fast. Yeah. People come in, they get a couple of drinks, maybe an app, and they're gone. Yeah, it's rarely yeah. ever that people will sit at the bar and eat like a whole, yeah, full meal. But you'll have a family of seven that'll come in, and they'll be like, "We only have 45 minutes to get in and get out." Yeah, you can just no. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the thing too. Especially bigger tables and those those ticket times start getting up there. Oh, it's yeah. like. I don't know. Then you got to spend, if these people aren't pleasant, you got to spend even more time with them than yeah. you would like to. And it just, oh, it don't man. go well. Honestly, it's, I mean, I can be unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's a, what's a pet peeve of yours as a mm. server? What's something, cause you know, people, there's always like memes of like, uh, that like bartenders hate making mojitos or like, yeah, I mean, what's something as a server that like bothers you as a server. Okay. So I, I used to work at this restaurant and they had like a, like a build your own Sunday kind of thing where you like okay. you brought all the stuff out to them on a plate and it's like sprinkles and like chocolate syrup and whipped cream all just like kinds of dumb shit yeah yeah and I would get so angry because it, it was always parties of kids they would all of them <laughs> so it's like eight kids are getting a build your own Sunday and then yeah when it's time to like flip the table and they're just like sprinkles smashed into the carpet and like all over the table yeah, and stuff yeah. or I mean one time I was walking past this table and this little girl she's probably she's probably like three she didn't know any better but she took all of the sugar packets open on the table just dumped them all over the place dude. no and like, and she's dude. there with her like grandparents and i'm like i'm getting my shit rocked in the morning and i just like walked past with a towel and i just drop it on there i was like please yeah dude <laughs> please clean nothing, this <laughs> there's nothing you can do dude oh man i you know i was i feel like i was a pretty well-behaved child in restaurants oh, yeah. growing up i was like kind of scared to do anything but i will say i used to do shots of the uh, half and half 
<laughs> I still did. The other day, I went to a coffee shop with my friend, and they had extra one. We I did feel a like you have to, bro. If you see them on the table, you kind of just have to. You I got to do at least one. Ones, Dude, like the, the hazelnut, hazelnut bro. Yeah, yes. <laughs> hazelnut's insane. Little French vanilla ones, bro. Yeah, dude. That shit slaps. That shit's so, like, nostalgic of being a kid and just, like, <laughs> yeah, going dude. to diners and shit with the little, haz- like, the little creamers on the I'm table. I'm going to have to hit some up after this. That's what I'm <laughs> have to do. Find me a Denny's or something. Yeah, Denny's, yeah. Hell but, yeah. But, yeah, dude, it's, I don't know, Pep. I guess for I'm trying to think of a pet peeve of myself for for serving. It's it's always it's interesting like when people they'll like order something that's not a big deal. Oh yeah. And they'll be like, "Do you hate doing that?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, it's fine." And then it's yeah. like the thing that actually pisses you off like people usually never have a problem ordering. Like they don't even no. conceive how it could be an issue. No. I'm trying to think something off the top of my head that used to piss me off. I used to the bar I used to work at used to be like it's a super like mixology heavy bar so the people would come in and it was like on our menu this thing called like doctor's choice okay so people would come in they'd be like oh i want doctor's choice and usually it says in the description like you give the bartender like a liquor and then like a flavor and they'll just make you something oh wow okay and so like we would have to do that all the time but people would just be like oh i want doctor's choice i'd be like yeah (laughs) what do you want anything i'm like no, no, I'm not making something. This is a $12 drink yeah. so that you don't like it and give it back to me. Want another one? I mean, it gives you instructions. Bro. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> telling you like you have to. And I'm so I always be like, well, what kind of liquor? You're like, well, why don't you surprise me? I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna pour water. Yeah, I feel like that's like another pet peeve is like the menu like lays it out for you sometimes. <laughs> yeah. and people just like don't take the time to read it it drives me nuts when someone asks me what's the ingredients of something and when they get like, mad too like yeah, they ask they it already it mad like, i don't know that it had this in there but the, the menu told you it did <laughs> like, sometimes i'll be like like people will come into a restaurant and i would like i would like go up to them and be like hey you guys looking to grab a table or what's up yeah and they'll be like what and i'm like well how many do you have and they're just like like offended that i'm like well you i'm just trying to help you get to the table faster dog so what is it like people i don't know what it is the server to like regular human (laughs) being dynamic just changes everything i feel like i've always said that people in the service industry especially like servers and bartenders kind of like get shit a little bit more like social cues yeah how to be a fucking human like yeah that just it dri- like it drives me nuts being, and i could go on for hours about shit like this like yeah like people coming into a restaurant and standing in the middle of the dining room and looking around because they came in through a side door and i'm like <laughs> don't like, you think that like any restaurant anywhere that you go to you will go to the front of the restaurant yeah or any host stand is? or like, like ask <laughs> anybody with a, a working shirt on yeah, like, dude, like just they just stand there working a day like we just walk past you like. yeah dude no it is weird <laughs> i have you ever worked like outside of the internet the uh, service industry i've done like a few dude yeah i've had a lot of weird odd jobs <laughs> isn't it it's it's so different dude. oh different have you ever worked different. retail i have yeah where'd you work retail i worked at target dude same <laughs> yeah, bro yeah. shit you got that target trauma <laughs> yeah. bro yeah dude I, I working at target was different yeah very different than working in the industry bro target i worked at walmart for a little bit but oh shit bro you was yeah that's the dark side I, right there dude, I, I worked at uh just a lot of random fucking places, dude. How long do you like? Have you worked at like places like that? Do you not work long, there? dude? No? I just like I realized that I just suck at that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. What they have you do when you were doing when you were at Target? What they have you dude, do? Dude, just like a four person. <laughs> you were pushing, yeah. pushing vehicles. Yeah. Shit, bro. <laughs> that was me, bro. Dude, I mean, the service industry is the only shit that's ever like stuck, and I liked it. I mean, yeah. I don't want to do it forever, but. It is. It is like we were jo- we were joking off air that yeah. it is addictive. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's hard to get out of for sure. It's like such good money. And I feel like when you feel like you're about to get out of it, or you go and you have like 
a streak of like a week of just bad shit days where you don't make any money and then like you're you ready get to one quit. good shift and then it's like you make seven hundred dollars and you're like this is why I do this yeah <laughs> like, this is what I'm in it for it makes all the rest of that shit worth it dude. yeah yeah it, it is it's wild the the ups and downs um we've been we've been kind of throwing in the word trauma a little bit here and there oh yeah with, when it comes to the service industry specifically hell yeah dude. okay you you used to work at you've worked at several restaurants several, right yeah but you were at one for quite a while and you oh, said yeah. that this one specifically <laughs> has traumatized you quite a bit <laughs> it's what? funny i think about it too this so this restaurant that i worked at this is one of my first this is actually my first service industry job that i ever had i started there when i was 18 like shit like what were you doing dishwashing i got hired as a dishwasher and it's funny because so at at the time my mom she used to uh date the sous chef oh okay so you got that in like one day i was just like and just sitting at home and i was like i I was honestly sitting at home and i was like smoking and he called (laughs) me and was like what are you doing i'm like i'm just chilling here like why what's up and he's like if i do you want to come interview i'll pay you 950 to wash some dishes i was like I don't give a fuck. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So I like hopped on my bus, got on the way down there. And then he, I came in and he didn't even interview me. He was like, all right, this is our dish pit. This is how you work the machine. This is an apron. Just like get to it. And start like, washing dishes. Start washing dishes. And then I started washing dishes. Yeah. And I kind of like moved up through there in a little bit. I was a line cook. I was, I like was working our pizza station for a while. I was like cooking on the grill, frying food and shit. Damn. And, you started from the bottom. Yeah, dude, now we from here. the bottom, and they like they really liked me in the kitchen. And I remember one day I would like I just had like a shit day, and they cut my hours there. I was a full time to only working like seventeen hours, and uh, um, one of my friends who was serving, it was like a Saturday double, and she was like, I made six hundred dollars today, and I told my GM, I'm like, I need to do that. I'm gonna yeah. quit. And he was like, I'll never let you serve in my restaurant. What? But then he went on vacation the next week. So the manager who wrote the like the um like the schedule for like training servers yeah. and shit like she put me on the schedule and when he came back he was pissed damn so mad and i'm gonna be honest dude i sucked as a server when i first started, yeah it was horrible just what's really, the worst mistake you ever made as a server man i don't even i don't even know because i mean i feel like really bad mistakes would be like serving someone food that they're allergic to <laughs> yeah but, like i've never done anything like that i mean i've forgotten to like bring people's food in i've i spilled oh, a couple shit. drinks on some people <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> not on yeah. purpose obviously but uh, I always get that. I, I This has happened to me many times where, you know, like, it'll be like some extra little thing that they yeah. want. Like, oh, can we get some extra this or some yeah. extra that? And, like, you'll go and you're doing one of your other tables. And then, like, you, like, lock eyes with somebody at that table, like, 20 <laughs> minutes later. And you're like, what am I forgetting? Dude. And you're like, oh, shit. And you just, like, beeline. You're like, here's that for you. It just got tied up with yeah. some others. I, I was on my way the whole time. It's always because, like, I'll be walking the floor and scanning my tables or my bar guests, and I'll, like, look at one specific person. I'm like, yep, they needed something. Yep, like, I don't know what it is, but just let me look at you one more time, Bro. and I'll figure it out, I swear. It's, it is uh, uh, it's weird, man. Nothing's more embarrassing than when they have to, like, come and be like, are you going to? Is that coming? <laughs> yeah. Do you get Do you get pissed when like people come up to you and they're like with the check, like they're like, hey, oh, like yeah, like they're like, like even if you like just set it down, yeah, and they're like they come to you like five minutes later, Ooh. not even, and they're like, hey, we just we got to get yeah. out of here. Like I could see, and like the worst part about that, and I'm sure a lot of people can like relate to it in the industry. So like, not there are more good servers and good bartenders in the world than there are bad servers and bad bartenders. And almost everyone was literally just at that table. Yeah. Almost nine times out of ten, they were just at that table, not even five minutes ago, asking if they needed anything, and that's their opportunity to close out or yeah. do whatever they need to do. But like, it shouldn't drive me nuts as much as it does, dude. But if I'm at the POS or if I'm like already in the middle of doing something for another table and 
you come and up to me. The guest just like comes to like look for me to tell me that they're ready to close out, like, come or on. I'm already on their way to them. Like I'm literally coming to you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that happens so often, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's so awkward. It is. It is weird too, man. I feel like it's not. It's it's such a a dance that you play sometimes with certain tables or guests oh, at, yeah. in a bar or a restaurant because like you'll be like, are you good? Like yeah. you guys good over here? Like what? And like some people get like weird, like they don't want you to ask. Oh yeah. But then like you'll so you'll ask once maybe. Yeah. Ten fifteen minutes go by, you come back like, hey, do you guys need anything? Da, da, da. And they're like, no, nah, we're all good. And they're like kind of shooing you away. Yeah. And then like you, so then you just leave them, you let them chill. And then all of a sudden you start getting this stink eye from one of them and you're like, and you come over and they're like, everything all good. Yeah. We're ready. We've been ready to order. Yeah. And it's dude. like, dude, you sent me away every time I came over here. Like I didn't know you wanted to add a dessert. I thought yeah, we were done, real. you know? So it, it can be weird sometimes. It's people. really hard to like feel it out or like it's read all, the room. I guess yeah, it's just like a mental game. And you're like playing. some tables, some tables want you to like sit there and hang out with them. And yeah. Like, some tables don't even want to see you at all. Some people know? don't want to talk like, to I you. Could, like, I could, I usually try to be good at like reading the vibe when I get there. And sometimes it gets a little awkward if I'm standing there. If I, I have a rule that if I ask them if they need anything and if the, they don't say anything or they're just looking at the menu longer than 30 seconds, I just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That yeah, shit. You, know, you get a couple minutes, someone come back. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you just got to set the tone. Sometimes I'm just too busy to stand there also. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Gotta it's weird. It sometimes you get those people that are real quiet, don't want to talk to you, don't want to ask any oh, questions, yeah. nothing. And then they, they leave you a good tip. Like, you just don't even talk to this person. Yeah. You were literally oh, yeah. just like a, a delivery guy for yeah. them, basically. We got a couple of those people at the job that we work at now that just come in. And I feel like I know them enough that when they come in, I'm just like... This guy comes in, he will, dude, he sucks down Diet Cokes like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I give him in, into the big mug club glasses because I know he's going to just chug them as fast as he can. Yeah. And, like, he just comes in, reads his book, eats his salad, and then leaves. That's wild, yeah, dude. Yeah, tips 20, 25% always, but he just, like, doesn't say anything. Hell, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fire, alone, Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, as a server, what's, like, what would it take for you to not tip 20%? when you go out to eat oh man because I, I feel like, like it takes a lot for me as someone who works in the service industry and like i can't even imagine myself not even tipping 25 percent. like yeah. that's just you know i mean to not tip 20 percent, i i feel like they would have to like assault really, assaulted yeah, you maybe yeah yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that's like it dude like i'm yeah, trying to like think if I, if I was getting some like fajitas and you dropped like a hot skillet on me or something i'd be like i mean it's not their fault though yeah like i got the but if they were just like deliberately just like being a shitty server or if i saw they were being shitty i could i could see where it would be warranted to not yeah tip 20 i could see i would tip them 18 though <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing dude i don't think i i have to like 20 percent is like the you suck at your job i'll still give you 20 percent. yeah absolutely. like if you're like you, i don't know what you would have to do to me like maybe spit on me <laughs> to to do to for me to not give you 20 percent. i feel like in anybody in the industry it's like they're the same way they never tip less than 25 you know yeah what I mean? it's just it's it just doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> yeah. What's what are okay? What are uh, for the for the average person who's not in the service industry? What do you think a golden rule is for tipping? I feel like people. I mean, it, I guess it depends on like what age bracket you're in too. Because I feel like a lot of people in like an older generation, they're like comfortable tipping about fifteen percent, and they're like, "Yep, this is good." Yeah. Call, how, call we're talking about day. the people that are cool. But like people that are people cool, that are in. Bro, I feel like people right now. I mean, like I mean culture right now in our generation is like such a big like drinking and going out and i mean going to out to eat and stuff and i feel like they're just so used to tipping appropriately 20 percent seems like it's pretty yeah. standard i mean yeah yeah i think you got to tip 20 percent yeah if the service is is 
on par. Like if people, if everyone oh, yeah. just does their job, and even if food, I don't, I like to, I hate to when like if food comes out wrong yeah. or something, and they're like, oh, I'm not tipping twenty percent now. It's like, yeah. did they fix it for you? Yeah. So, yeah. They did their job. Oh, like the yeah. job, there was a mistake and they corrected it. That's their job. So they did their job. So why are you not paying? Them? And I mean, most times, even when like if if something does get like messed up. It's almost always gonna get fixed right away, and they're gonna eat it. You I know, know what I mean? It's like I they're know. still enjoying the food that they have One time, wanted. Wait, so my dad owned a uh, pizza restaurant when we were growing up for a little while, and we had uh, this dude one time ordered an Italian beef sandwich. Okay, eats half it. We were like, this was a weird point in time where the business had like moved, where we were like partnered with like a bar. We were like in a bar yeah. type thing. So this guy got a beef. He went and sat at the bar. And he's eating his beef. It's like an hour and a half later. Me and my buddy are working. And this guy comes back with this half-eaten beef. And he's like, this is cold. <laughs> Bro, I what? want another one. And we're like, no. <laughs> no. And he's like, well, I know Mike. And I'm like, my dad's name. Yeah. He's like, well, I know Mike. I'm like, yeah, I know him too. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I don't think fucking Mike's going to give you enough no, free beef bro. because you, this one's been sitting out for an hour and a half. <laughs> what? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. But with the tipping thing, the, here's, a, here's a rule I will say. If you are going to round to it an even dollar, that even dollar has to be more than 20%. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. think about it. Just, this is the thing, the entitlement <laughs> that pisses me off, bro. People will be sitting there. They're like, oh, man, it's whatever the total is. It's 42 point whatever. It's yeah. like they're like, I want a clean $45. And it's like. No, oh. <laughs> you, it, you don't get to just, be, oh, it's convenient for me. It'll look yeah. nicer on my bank statement for it to be clean. Okay, that's fine. Then yeah. round up, bro. Yeah. That, that, what are you that's doing? That's so stupid. I, that shit bothers me. Like if you're going to, if you're going to go to a, a, an even dollar amount, it has to be at least 20%. Higher, yeah. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It can't be lower than 20. You can't no. go custom tip. So shitty. And it's always something dumb. Like it'll be like. 18.9 percent yeah and you're like dude like what the fuck just so you can have the clean dollar amount like you couldn't like oh god yeah that shit bothers me what's what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten man okay (laughs) i I, well how'd you get it well by myself by my uh well by myself actually when i just started working at the brewery that i'm at now um because we have uh like our mug club membership or whatever it is and at the time we had only had uh one lifetime member and they pay like a, a stupid amount of money to be a lifetime member, but they just could be part of the club forever. And yeah. there's like perks that come with it or whatever. But the guy had come in and it was one of my first bartending shifts at the brewery. And the guy had came in and sat outside with his like wife at the time. Yeah. And they were super cool. And I was like, they're kind of like running me back and forth. So I was busy inside and they had the whole bar to themselves outside. But the dude had like a $48 bill and he tipped me $350 at the end of it. Jesus, yeah. man. Yeah, dude, dude was super chill. He was like a, a, a retired NYPD. Okay. And he just like lives a comfortable life, I guess, because he paid a dumb amount of money yeah. to be in the club. There but are good cops out there. Cool there we dude. go. He always comes in every once in a while. I don't really see him that often, but that was one time. I mean, I've worked a couple events that I've been tipped a dumb amount of money on. Yeah. I was on this abide event last weekend that we had, dude, and we all just walked out with the dumb amount of money it was just yeah <laughs> it's a good feeling dude yeah i think the most i ever like on a on something i mean i've definitely gotten i think tipped a little bit more than this but like in one like stupid amount this guy like wanted it was a buyout event at the last place i worked at and that bar closed like the event was only till like 11 yeah it was like a wedding and it was the groom so there was the only reason i did it because like i i there wasn't a manager there and i was nervous to do it right but uh this guy was like oh man i'll give you 100 bucks if you just let me like pour me one more shot of it was some 
uh, cognac you want. And I was like, yeah. give me one more shot of that. I'll give you an extra hundred bucks on top of whatever it is. <laughs> and I was like, and I looked at the guy I was with. And then like, I don't know if the guy thought like we were debating it. It was just the look. He was like, I'll give each of you a hundred bucks. And I was like, yeah, we're pouring the, the one shot of cognac, you know, cause the owner's still going to get paid on the one yeah, shot, you absolutely. know, like we're going to take the fucking 200 bucks, bro. But yeah, so that, that feels pretty good. Yeah, man. Get that. I feel like in the industry, cause I've been in, in it for so long that I've, I've been tipped hundred dollar bills pretty like quite often. I mean, yeah. working at like rock bottom, like that, that place, the, I mean, the clientele was honestly pretty shitty, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clientele was pretty shitty, but I mean, being in the downtown area of Milwaukee, we got a lot of business people Yeah, and the lunches there were just nuts, dude. And they had like a, on the, it was on the patio. river and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah they had dude. like a full service bar. The bar was really nice. Like this big, massive, like granite bar top outside. Shit. And I mean, alone like outside it was like eight different serving sections and the bar top itself could seat 25 people it was just good food good food good food. i mean when i first started working there the food was dank and then just over the years i've watched the place like slowly digress and then covid came around and just really put the fucking nail in the coffin damn dude i just and then it just kind of like and now it doesn't exist anymore yeah it fizzled <laughs> out even there yet. what's that like like could you see the writing on the wall while you were working there oh yeah absolutely i Wh- feel like when i because when i first started serving and bartending i did that for a bit and then i started managing the place and i was the oh. manager there for a year and then i kind of i stopped doing that but i was still supervising like i would run shifts if they needed me to do it and help out for them but they they started switching to being more of like a a little bit more of a corporate style restaurant and mm. they kind of like stopped being about the guest satisfaction and more about the money for the profits. for the yeah like a, the maximize profits it and, yeah. and then it just like the food quality just kind of went down well yeah because then it, if they're trying to cut corners and they're like okay we're we're giving them you oh, know yeah. a half ounce of ranch instead yeah, of a, a full ounce it we're doing a lot and i mean all weird just, shit over the years i just saw the place just like slowly get worse and worse and i actually got out before the place even closed down which, is really, which yeah. is really nice i felt it coming <laughs> yeah shit bro well that was one of those places pod. that i worked at that i said that like i would never quit they would have to push me out and i could just like feel it and i ended up having to just get the fuck out of there <laughs> damn yeah. bro that's sad though in a way it was sad i mean i worked there for eight years it was like shit, yeah i did bro. a long time i mean you're I, like, almost a lifer bro yeah I, I felt like i was gonna be i thought that place was gonna be open forever <laughs> damn bro that's crazy. Do you, are you, when you leave a job, any job like that that you've been at for a long time, you got it's got to be pretty sad. Oh yeah, emotional time. It was sad. I mean, for, for especially the if you enjoyed time, it. I, yes, I actually I loved working there. I mean, to this day, I say that's one of the greatest jobs I ever had was working for that company. But yeah, they just they stopped caring about the employees. I mean, when like COVID happened, they they terminated the whole company and only kept like their home office people there to like keep the corporate thing wow. running. And after COVID happened and they, like, were reopening their restaurants, they tried to bring all their employees back. But because we were terminated, no one's, like, felt obligated to go back to yeah, work there. Yeah, yeah, of course. And everyone was collecting unemployment, so they're just like, no. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, you fired, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. But I was working at another job at the time. Like, my other bar had reopened up. And they were like, you have to come back or we're going to report you to unemployment. <laughs> oh, and I'm shit. Like, all right, so I went back to work there, and I just wasn't making enough money. And I'm like, I could go back to rock bottom. Yeah. And I did go back to rock bottom. And <laughs> oh, God damn, they reeled you yeah, back. So yeah. I worked there for like another year. And then after that, that that's when I finally had like left, like left for good. And then yeah. um, Shit, like a couple months later, the place just like went under and tanked. And now it's not, doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> now it's gone. Now yeah. we can't have it. I never got to try it. I feel mm. like half the people I've met through you, I've oh, all worked yeah, there. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, there's like, 
So you guys got lifelong bonds, though, that you made. Oh, yeah. The service industry does that. It is a lot like going to war, you know? Like, you're veterans in that way, where it's like you leave you leave a place oh yeah and you guys all have that shared experience where like you remember that friday where everyone was getting fucked <laughs> you remember when something blew up like there's been um several times like me and some of the co-workers we have now i'll tell them like if we ever left to go to a different restaurant or like another job that was just worth it or like where we'd get make good money and we all trust each other as employees and we're like you have to bring each other with and yeah as soon as I started working at this other place, it's just I brought one, and then they all just started coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You recruited them like yeah. that. You, um, you told me once that uh, there was a – so this this place was on the river. Yeah. And that that led to some water issues sometimes. Oh, bro. <laughs> yes. And I just don't think this is – I don't think people understand that this is not real. No, this, <laughs> this is not real. This <laughs> – this this is something that just when it happened it was like it was such a sh- it was such a shock when it happened and yeah. I didn't believe it at first but okay so I w- so we were working an event right this was like a formal for like Marquette or something hell yeah and um so they're in our event space downstairs and the capacity was like two hundred and fifty people okay. so they this I'm behind the bar me and my two friends and then one of the girls comes up to the bar top and she's like hey like I don't want to alarm you but there's like water sh- shooting out of the floor over in the back i don't want to alarm you but and like, i'm like that's a, that's gonna alarm me yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah a little alarmed i'm gonna set the alarms off now and i was yeah. like take me to the take me to the geyser where is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like walking through the fucking thing and there's all these like fucking marquette kids just like standing around this hole in the floor and the water is just like shooting up just like straight right up. out of the floor God dude damn. and it was one of the years when like it rained really heavy in milwaukee so the rivers were just super flooded just like high the super. highest they've ever been and the, the sub pumps in the bottom of the the restaurant stopped working and the water just started shooting through the fucking floor damn. Dude. and the lady the one of the girls that was like in charge of the event she's like what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, well, obviously your event's over. <laughs> yeah, like, what are we? What do you want to do? You want to slip and slide yeah, on the cement your down event's here? Over, like, I gotta ask everybody to leave. Yeah, and it just it wouldn't stop. Like the water just kept like rushing in until God. the basement floor it was like a foot of water just Jesus walking dude. through there. The you didn't clean that, did you? The uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> fuck no. But like two week, two months before that, the um. Our event manager decided she wanted to like redo our floors in the basement so like we're we all like helped them redo it so we're like chipping up the old paint that was down there yeah and then we helped them like lay the new paint and shit but when this water came it like was sitting on the floor for so long it just peeled all the new paint destroyed up all of it dude ruined everything yeah that's not good for team morale oh no not good, <laughs> that's at, all. Not not good. good at all that's not good dude holy shit yeah. man yeah that'll that'll fuck up an event pretty quickly oh yeah what's um What's the meanest thing someone's ever said to you while you were serving them? Oh, or serving man. Your table? Or maybe have you ever gotten a, a negative review? Uh, I, I mean, because you're pretty good now. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're this is Miles's final form yeah. Frieza as a I've, fucking <laughs> server now. I've had I've had a few. I've definitely had a few bad reviews in my life. A little bit more earlier in my career. Yeah. I feel like now nowadays, if anybody has an issue with me like as a server they're kind of a little bit more upfront about it yeah i guess i mean i maybe that's just like the type of clientele that we get at the restaurant i do hate that, that shit though at. like you kind of alluded to it. i do hate the shit where yeah. like people pretend like it's totally fine like yeah like maybe you don't even know that anything is wrong yeah <laughs> and then like they leave and they leave you a terrible review yeah. this only happened once when my my dad had his restaurant and it was like i used to deliver 
and I would be in the shop and still right. like help out if someone came in on the register or answer phones, whatever, whatever. And some lady like came in and there was a problem with her pizza that she'd gotten like an hour or so ago. And I, I don't know how it took her an hour to figure out there was a problem. Yeah. But she brought it back. She was like, can I get what something else? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like we'll, we'll get that fit. It'll probably be like 20 minutes. So we're pretty busy. Like I, I'll try to throw it in quick yeah. with stuff. And she like was totally fine with me. Okay, cool. I give it to her. She leaves this review saying that like some snarky kid came to the counter, big chested. Mind you, I'm not a big guy. This is me in high school. I'm even smaller of a guy. Yeah. And she's like said that I was trying to intimidate her. And I'm like, what world? Like, are you schizophrenic? Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, what world are you living in? But like, so, Bro. so what's the worst thing someone's ever said about you? Man, I mean, not even that long ago. I think like a month ago actually yeah. <laughs> this is this is one that just like really stuck out this yeah and i mean because like i usually getting bad reviews and shit like whatever you know what i mean whatever i don't i like, have a lot of anxiety but i get scared you know, like, i try my best not to. i think back then like i used to like i used to get nervous and i think that's just the like, working at the corporate restaurants that i did mm -hmm. a lot just they were really hard asses about that like you got a bad review you're kind of just like you're fucking done you're you know done, what i mean you have yeah. limited chances yeah um but like now that I'm older, like I don't like I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I mean I get like a lot of the times it's usually stuff that's um, not even in my control. A lot yeah. of the times you get a bad review. It's the food was bad. Like I could say see if they're saying the service was slow, but yeah, is the service slow because the bar took a long time to make your drinks? You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. It's like, there's a I, lot of things that affect. It's a very yeah, broad so statement. It's like there's only like so much that I can do. But a month ago I was serving this party and I was actually at two tables. And both of my tables were waiting on uh, calzones. And okay. um, <laughs> the one table that I had, it was a five top. And she, like, ordered, like, a kind of like a build-your-own calzone type of thing. And this other table ordered, like, a mushroom calzone. Yeah. So they bring out the food from my, my party of 13. And I see, like, everybody's kind of eating. And I'm like, they're going to bring the calzone up for you in a second. Like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go check on my other table because they dropped their food also. I get there and the girl's cutting into her calzone and she was like, um, this is wrong. She was like, this is a, a mushroom calzone. She's like, I didn't order this. I'm like, you didn't order this. It was supposed to go to that other table over there. So I'm back. And I was going to ask her if she wanted to remade. She said no, because they had already been waiting a long time. And I was like, I get it. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. I'll get it taken off. Yeah. I go in and I tell the kitchen. I'm like, hey, you guys fuck this up. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, they don't want it remade, but I need the calzone for the other table. And they're like, got it. We'll make it. Yeah. So I'm doing my rounds on my floor. Cause I had a lot of tables this night. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just those and, two. And, um, they bring out a calzone to that same table to the girl that didn't want the, another calzone. Yeah. Yeah. She cuts it open and it's another mushroom calzone. Jesus Christ. Dude, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? I go back to my other table, bro. They never got a calzone. A calzone oh, never hit the table. No, dude, dude, all 13 of these people, they got up and took turns each telling me about how dumb I was and incompetent. Really? And this lady, she like, she, she, <laughs> she pulled me aside and she was like, you're not very bright. Are you? And I was just like, you know what? She I'm said not. it to you. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm not bright. You're right. Jesus, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go check on my other table, and I go over there, and they're all like, 
Are you like stupid? I'm just like, <laughs> oh my, like, what is this day? <laughs> Damn, bro. I don't even know. Dude. I've had servers be bad. Like I've had yeah. bad servers before. Oh yeah. Not often, but you get them. And it's like I've never once thought like, no, bro. I'm gonna tell this person <laughs> that they should off themselves because of how bad my pizza came oh, out. Oh like, man, what? it's like I've I, like I've seen a lot of stuff, and I've heard some people say some shitty things to some other servers in the industry as well. But like, yeah, that one was one like that. I was actually taken back by. <laughs> You're like. Right? Shit. I don't like, think I have the confidence yeah. to be like, hey, buddy, are you yeah. Are you okay up here? <laughs> and I'm just like, no, nah, I guess not. Yeah, dude, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? Like, oh, I'll man. go end my life right now. I How about that? To, dude, I went up to my manager, and I just, like, handed him my tablet, and I was like, I'm going to bounce. See you around. I'm done. He, like, yeah. followed me to the parking lot, and he was like, hey, man, don't quit. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, oh, bro, man. that is tough. That's, that's, a, that's not a good look. That for sure. Oh, no, man. But, like, all my other tables that were around, because I had a lot of them in that section, in that area, and there were people that were just, like, those people were unreal. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, we... They had they back you up. The, yeah, they did. Like, they were like, they, did. they, they even, give you like, those sympathy tips. Me. Yeah, they yeah. Did. They did. sympathy the, tips. The party of thirteen. They, I think they only left me like seven bucks, dude. It was like a fucking five hundred dollar bill, and they left me seven dollars. Bro, that should be illegal, <laughs> bro. That should be illegal. Oh man, yeah. I do. You know what, too? I think uh, I think we need more restrictions on people that are allowed to leave reviews too. I'm not oh, gonna lie, because that's I the agree. thing. That's the the skewed part about a review system in general when it comes to like Yelp or anything else. Yeah. The majority of the time, if you're a regular ass person, you're never leaving a review. I'm gonna no. go somewhere and I'm gonna be like, wow, this was so good. You yeah. know what the review is? I'm gonna tip my server good. Absolutely. And then I'm gonna tell my friends and we're gonna come back again. Absolutely, dude. Like that's like, and I know that doesn't help businesses. Like reviews help businesses, I understand yeah. that. But it is, it's like most of the time you're only leaving a review if it's a negative experience. If yeah. it pissed you off so much that you're like, I have to say something about this. I feel like people that leave reviews too, they're like, they're like hardcore about them. Like, I you ever know. look at some people's like Yelp profiles, dude? Dude, like, it's like they take pride. Well, it's, <laughs> it's like the smallest amount of power that someone yeah. could be like oh, yeah, that jacked absolutely. up on, and I mean, it's like they have nothing else going for them. In and their these life. are also just like regular people. Too, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, who are you? Like, let me go to your job. Let me go to your job. Let me watch yeah. how you enter the numbers in. Like, let me just. Uh, how long were you in the bathroom? Yeah. Who did you talk to before you came back to me? Like, what is that, bro? We need that for. I don't know. Some of these people need to get checked. Sometimes. Yeah, they get too comfortable. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. That's what it, it's. See, this is the the trauma dumping of service Ooh, industry yeah. people. Um, okay, we talked a little. We got we got the biggest tip out of the way. I wanted to do that. Oh, one last thing before we swap on the on the service stuff. What's a, a pro tip for for you, or something you would give to a server that's starting today, or someone who's about to get into the service industry? What's just a piece of advice that you would give them as a veteran, as oh, someone who man. makes? Because that's the thing too. I know we're like talking about like stuff that's gone bad, but like you do a phenomenal job yeah. and you make good money because you do such a good job. Right. So if people listen, this guy knows what he's doing. Like I feel like be a lot of people when they're new in the in the industry, if they've never done it before, it's kind of like like a comfort level to everything, you know. And I feel like a lot of people when they start and they're not really sure how things work, they're always afraid to ask for help from those that do know yeah. what they're doing. I feel like one of the biggest things you could do to be successful is always ask for the help because it's going to be there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you can be a good server or a good bartender on the floor, but there are those days when you're just, like, flustered and just in the weeds running around. And sometimes people don't know that you need help or you're struggling. And that's yeah. what you ask for. 
I mean, I feel like there's no dumb dumb question when it comes to like that type of shit. I mean, yeah. starting in the new new in the industry, you don't know a lot of stuff about cocktail names or liquor knowledge and dude. There's beer tons of shit. There's shit that and, even I, mean, I have no idea endless. still. Yeah. yeah, dude, you get new stuff all the time. Oh, yeah, People new absolutely. specials, things like that. Like, there's always stuff changing, or even place to place is yeah. so different. So it's like, don't I mean, be afraid to ask questions. Working where we are now, we have a like our our liquor inventory is massive wild and it's yeah bigger than any bar or restaurant that i've ever worked at and i feel yeah. like i'm still learning about new bourbons and scotches dude and yeah shit, like every day it's intimidating people yeah. walk in that are bourbon oh, snobs and yeah, they're intimidated dude. they're it's like, like shit. And I'm, and I'm a manager there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and i should know this shit but yeah. it's like every day there it's like i still am just learning more about different stuff in the industry and I mean, yeah and you can't be afraid to ask like yeah, you said absolutely. That, that, that definitely helps i definitely agree with that i think too um I'm trying to think what's some what's some else that's a tangible thing I could give somebody. I think yeah, asking for help. Also like just try show people that you're trying is big. Oh, yeah. It's almost like I kind of compare it to when you're in driver's ed and you're like you're with the person. Like when you're driving for real, like you check your rear view mirror. Yeah. But you're not going like this and exaggerating yeah. your head movement, right? <laughs> you kinda like do that a little bit when you have the person in there with in the car. Right, right. And I think it's a similar thing in the service industry where it's like, dude, if you are busting your ass, like Sometimes people don't really know what you're doing, so it's right. like it's okay to like just like let people know, like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Like, we're gonna get it figured out, whatever. Like, just let them in on it, exaggerate Absolutely. it a little bit. People like they they want to see that peek behind the curtain, and they're like, oh, yeah. Miles is a human. He gets paid by based off what I give him. Yeah, yeah. And then more likely, I feel like if they're conscious of it, they're more likely to to do it. And there's a way to do it without being like tip me. You know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that sure. either. I've worked with people that are weird like that too. Yeah. Um, Got people in the live chat here. Uh, yeah, that silent drive home is the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> industry. Uh, LOL, my brothers and I were so poorly behaved that my dad kicked us out of his own restaurant like for five years. Jesus. Oh, damn, That's bro. tough. Five um, years, party of A party of 20 wanting to split the bill 15 different ways is her, uh, is McKenna's uh, pet peeve. Bro. That is tough. Especially when they don't say anything till the end. The worst party I ever took was a party of 25 that wanted their bill split. Sep all 25 all, all separate? All 25 separate, dude. They had a reservation at 7. They didn't sit down until 9.30. So I had, like, water set for them, like, waiting. And oh. obviously the ice melted. So the whole table is, like, covered in just melted water. Yeah, dude. They wanted me to reset the entire table. And I was, like, 19 at the time. So I was real young. And this is, like, my this is actually my first day on the floor ever as a server by myself. Oh, God. And dude. these people are just, like... They're they're all standing up screaming at me, and that day is the day I wanted to actually quit the <laughs> service industry. Yeah, I don't blame you, dude. <laughs> My manager, she was like, "No, yeah. <laughs> she's like, get your ass up there and serve them." <laughs> God, dude, it's terrible. It's tough too. People will do this thing. It'll be like a big group, and like one person will be like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy a round of shots for everybody," yeah. and then like another person will be like, "Oh, let's get another round of shots." You're like, "Well, is that on your tab or the yeah. first guy's tab?" And then someone else will be like, "Let's get a couple more apps. Like, we're still hungry." And you're like, "Who?" Who's paying for this? It's all separate, and I don't know who is who. Yeah. Like, can we just help people out? I don't know. Don't be weird. If you go to a restaurant, just don't be weird. Yeah, that's don't what be I'll weird. Say. Just be a normal person. Yeah, just, just like talk to the server like yeah. they're a human. You yeah, know? absolutely, dude. I mean, it's <laughs> not that hard. It's it's free to be nice. You <laughs> ever, remember that, people? That's what, dude. I it's so funny. I don't know if this ever happens to you. Like, so I do this when I go out. When my server comes to my table, I'll be like, dude, how's it go? Like, I'll try to do something like break the ice. Be like, yeah. let them know, like. We're chill. Yeah. Like, we'll be chill for you. Yeah. And like, I'll be like, oh, how's it going with you? Or like, they'll like say something about a special. I'll be like, is it good, though? Like, yeah. some, just something to let them in. Like, I yeah. get that you're working hard. Like, you don't have to try with us. Like, oh, just yeah. be cool with us, and we'll be cool. And sometimes when people do that to me, I get so thrown off by it. Oh, Like, dude. I pause for a moment. I'm like, 
are we breaking the matrix right <laughs> yeah, now? What yeah, is happening? When I ask the table how they're doing, and then they ask me, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, Thank you're you. Like, you're like, shit, am I? I haven't, no one's asked me that. It's been a while. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's weird, man. It is weird. But it, so, okay, we're kind of pivoting then from right. service industry. Aside from that, you make all this money serving. Yeah. And you spend it on EDM shows. Oh, dude, yeah. Tra and festivals. Traveling to festivals. That's like a... That's like one of my favorite things to do. Is travel to festivals. That's that's what's crazy. You told me so somebody it was Odessa was here recently. Yeah, yep. And you told me you've seen them how many times? Uh this year four. Four times this year. Four, I would say four. Three one time I don't really remember, but <laughs> <laughs> but so but four times this year, yeah. Okay, so traveling to see first off, just traveling to go see a concert in general. How is do you prefer going somewhere new to see a show or seeing a show like a touring act when they're in your city? Like what's better? I think it kind of depends. I mean, I have like, um, I have venues in the country that I really, really like. Like yeah. I like, I like going to, I like the city of Minneapolis as a whole. The city's super artsy. It's really clean. Everyone's yeah. really chill and cool, but they have this massive venue there called the Armory and I've, I've traveled there and I've gone the Armory, to the, the Armory. Yeah. Okay. It's this huge, like, I think it holds like, Eight thousand people, maybe even more. The place is massive, God damn. and um, they they'll have like festivals and shit. And the, it's cool because the festival they do for New Year's Eve, they'll turn the parking garage underneath the armory, like underground, into more stages, and they'll have like vendors and dude, shit. Like an underground there. rave. Shit yeah, going dude, it's on? super cool because you're in a parking garage, so it's like the ceiling is right here, and they'll have lasers that are just like right above your head and shit. It's really shit. cool. <laughs> That's dope. Um, but I mean, I like. I like when shows come to Milwaukee. Milwaukee doesn't really have any major big venues that like most like EDM artists will play at. Like I've seen stuff at the Rave. The Rave is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, Turner Hall is pretty cool. It's super old though, and any like if the bass gets a little too loud, the ceiling crumbles. Like some of the Jesus, ceiling will dude. crumble and fall. Yeah, like, when you go in, there's a net above you. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, no, that's scary. With some of the, it's wild. Even with things like the Rave and whatnot, like you see these places and like. You just I wonder who was the first person to be like, let's start hosting music here. Yeah, like yeah. this is just some old ass mansion. <laughs> and then like you see them like parts of the building fall off on the outside and they're fixing yeah, it. And dude. like props to them for fixing it. But I like mean, still it's a little scary that yeah. like this building is so old. Like it, like I said, if you're in Turner Hall, if the like if the bass is too loud, you can feel like pieces of Dust, the ceiling crumbling and falling down. Coming. Yeah, you can oh, like man. see it coming too. It's crazy. That's great. So what um what got you into EDM specifically? Uh, I don't know. Well, when I worked at uh, when I was working at Rock Bottom, actually, one of my um, really good friends, one of my best friends, actually, when she started working there, she was online one day and she had a uh, a notification popped up for uh, like a four pack of tickets to Somerset Music Festival, which is they used to have up in Somerset, Wisconsin. It's like seven seven hours away from here. Oh goddamn, north and north. It, yeah, and it was like it was like a four pack for a hundred dollars. Oh and damn. My other friends just happened to also be going to the festival, so she was like, "Let's let's do this." So me and uh, her and two other friends, we all threw in on it, and we ended up not even camping at the festival. There was a like a campground across the river, okay, that we that we camped at, and we all put in like an extra fifty bucks. So we went like this first music festival that I ever went to. I paid maybe like seventy five dollars total Damn, just to go. That's pretty good. It's pretty oh, cheap. dude, yeah, it was sick and. We went and like the community was just really fun. I mean, everyone was very like welcoming and really engaging. And I mean, it's it's just kind of cool to see when you're at like a like a set, everyone just kind of like dancing cohesively and like doing something that they all like together. It's just it's a really cool vibe to be a part of. Yeah, that's fair. What's uh who are the EDM? Who are your people? I guess Odessa. You oh, like? Yeah, I do like Odessa. Um, Ganja White Knight for sure. 
Okay. They're uh, real, real wonky sounds. Uh, Zed's Dead, I feel like it's a little more mainstream that people would know about. Mm. Um, like a lot of house music, like Fisher is really fun. Army I don't know Red any Garrett. of these people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've heard them, but yeah. I don't I don't know any of these people. Yeah. Um, and you've trapped, so I guess tying it back, we, we were talking, you traveled to see Odessa several times this yeah. year. And, and how, it, like, what is the... Um, what are the pros, I guess, of like traveling elsewhere to go see a concert? I think a lot of it. I mean, even just like the journey of getting there, dude. I mean, like, yeah, like I kind I, of an excuse to go on yeah. a vacation. A oh, little yeah, bit, right? absolutely. And I, like I like I like flying. I don't mind flying. But if I feel like every time we travel to go to these festivals, we usually drive there. Shit. And driving there's a lot of fun. It can be a little stressful. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we drove to Florida, we drove to Florida for two years. Two, uh, we drove to Florida two years in a row. And uh each year was a little bit different. I mean, the last year when we went, it was um, we we left kind of later in the day, and we were gonna stop in like Tennessee or something because we had all of our camp gear. Where like we can stop in the mountains, just like camp somewhere at a campsite. Hell yeah! And then like wake up and drive the rest of the way. But my friend, when she was driving, she just like kept driving <laughs> and then mm. wouldn't stop. And she drove 17 hours. And by the time we got to the top of Georgia, it's like the sun was coming up and she's like, you have to drive now. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I just, I had she's to like, I can't it. do it anymore. And then we get there and I'm like, well, now we're in Florida a day and a half earlier than what we're supposed to be. Like, where are we going to stay? <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have a hotel room. We don't have a, so we do, we searched for hours trying to find a hotel, but because everybody was in the area for a festival, it's like all the shit was booked out. So it took us, Damn, yeah. it took us a while to be able to find a place. We ended up finding like a really nice motel anyways, but yeah. And we woke up early the next day and we were like one of like the first hundred people to even be loaded into the festival. So it's kind of cool. That's kind of, cause dope, we had, man. we actually had a really good spot that year. Um, this year we drove there, we got, got into Florida and, and then our car broke down. Shit. So we were kind of just like, what kind of car? Um, it's like my, my buddy's, uh, stepdad's like Ford Explorer. It's like, I think it's buddy's like, stepdad's Ford Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So a couple of people removed. Yeah. yeah. So Damn, he ripped he, the Ford Explorer. He drove us down there. Um, we all kind of like took turns driving. We stopped in Atlanta to like eat cause we were meeting up with our friends who were also going. Okay. And then we were going to kind of like caravan in and just follow each other. But somehow in the Atlanta traffic, me and the other car that we we're following got separated. And then they kind of just like took off. Yeah. And they were, when I like was looking at their location, we're, we're like an hour ahead of where we were, like way already outside of Atlanta. Oh, shit. And, and I was like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll just meet at a like a Walmart or something like close by. Then we'll just like follow each other in. Yeah. And we had like just got across the Florida border and it's night out. It's like 930, 10 o'clock. We're going on the highway like 85. Yeah. And then the car starts chugging and the battery light came on. And I looked at my friend and I'm like, hey, man, it's like, why is it doing that? <laughs> yeah, what is, I don't speak this language. <laughs> yeah, and I'm what like, I don't know on? what this means. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to pull over. And then he... He was he, he was like I think it's the alternator so he's like turning off all like lights and shit like I'm yeah. plugging everything, and the light went off so we started driving again. Oh, <laughs> and no. It starts chugging again and I was like, look, we're like seven miles to like the next gas station. Yeah. And we like we finally get to this gas station. We pull in, and I look and I'm like, bro, the gas station's closed. It's like not even open. We're in the middle. Dude, of how is that always <laughs> what happens when your car breaks down? Dude. You stop at a gas station. It's and we're like in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Like the nearest city is like. Florida's a different dude, world too. And it, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different place, bro. We're in the middle of nowhere, Florida, just like 
on the side of the road like yeah. just in this and then as soon as we get there the car just shut off completely and wouldn't turn back on what so, was it dude his alternator just like took a tank dude and just stuck there <laughs> that's fucked bro and so we, we're trying to call like an uber to like get to a near town so we can like sleep at a hotel yeah and my buddy end up stays with the car to get um to take it to a, a different town to go get it to a mechanic so they can fix it the in whole Florida. ordeal yeah wow. it, 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 and we're it's like 11 o'clock at night and, and we're trying to like call tow trucks and like no tow trucks are open there's no mechanics open at that time of night yeah and he ended up like getting it figured out anyways but Shit, yeah dude. he he stayed there we went to go like get us a hotel room somewhere and we walked in he didn't he was gonna pay for it with his business card but he never sent us with the business card <laughs> Shit. so we got to the hotel we we're like is it cool if we just like wait in the lobby until he gets here and the lady's like there's a waffle house across the street and <laughs> she, she's like fuck no <laughs> i was like ma'am I, I like i can't even i'm i can't even buy this hotel room right now you think i'm gonna go spend money at waffle house yeah she's like, the coffee cups are two dollars and they're re- refillable i'm like shit dude she was right, not taking... no she was not playing around so wow. me and my buddy we went and sat in a waffle house parking lot and passed back and forth a handle of tito's <laughs> yeah. chased it with pedialyte <laughs> shit dude that's a night that's a vibe uh, yeah. did you guys I mean, make it to the, the yeah. festival oh, yeah okay. we did the next day we woke up and we had to check out of our hotel that we ended up finally getting yeah and my buddy still had to go back by the car to like get the car fixed because it was late and he just dropped it off at a mechanic um so me and my other buddy just had the whole day to just walk around this little ass Florida town, dude. We spent like seven hours. At what this town was it? You remember? I don't even remember the name, Shit. dude. It was like it started with an A. It was, it was like um like one of like the Florida tribes, like the Native American tribes, like okay areas or yeah. something. But it was interesting for sure. Me and Skyler, my buddy, we sat at this um this bar there where the bartender was the like the server and the bartender the cooks she was like cleaning everything did everything yeah all in she's, one. she's kind of a badass though she's pretty cool she like she fed me and she's fed me and skylar for free <laughs> oh shit, dude. she so just she came clutch. out yeah she was cool we were sitting on her patio she came out and was like if you boys spray out my garbage can like i'll cook you guys some burgers for free and we're like sure <laughs> that's a deal i'll do that, do that and she like day. bought us a couple of rounds so it was like chill damn bro that's fine but yeah i mean that's like kind of the some of the stuff that like traveling to festivals like shit like that like, you never you get know weird adventures like that yeah. yeah yeah you probably meet interesting people i'm oh, sure at edm absolutely. festivals what's oh. a what's a because there are there are stereotypes about edm people oh yeah about um, rave rave girls rave guys yeah what is what are those as someone who for you what how how could I know I guess if someone isn't at a festival if I like how could I figure out that there's somebody that probably goes to raves or goes I feel to EDM? Like, hmm. I feel like it's hard because I mean I've I mean even being at a lot of festivals like I've know a lot of people that are like doctors even you know what I mean people that have like really high corporate jobs that you would never expect to they gotta let loose even though go, they yeah. gotta go crazy bro I mean even like the other day there was these like dude like these construction workers at our job yeah and they started talking about um odessa <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. those guys yeah 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 i was like no fucking uh, yeah, way it like, just doesn't like it doesn't seem like anybody that would you know what i mean yeah. i mean a lot of the people that i know in the community or that i've become friends with are people that i've met at like the events and stuff and yeah i mean and i i've I, I didn't even know what the music was or like what electronic music was before I even went to my first festival. It was just the first time I've ever even like listened to that kind of. Yeah. And back then it was like, it was such an odd sound to listen to, you know? It I was mean, a little more niche. Yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the longer I was in it, the more I just kind of like fell in love with the sound. And I mean, it's, 
cool because being like a music guy myself i like i just think it's such a cool yeah concept to see people up there on the decks just like going hard going insane <laughs> yeah sometimes, bro yeah i mean even like like shaquille o'neal is out here dj bro right? he out here in the summer times <laughs> yeah it's crazy he takes his summers and just dj yeah. i mean and i've seen him live a couple of times i just oh, saw yeah? him at bonnaroo yeah no and that electric forest <laughs> really yeah. that's hilarious yeah, and he like he puts on a show he actually was here at the rave last year i know this past year in january i know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that show was kind of nuts he played for like 45 minutes and then like ran off of the stage <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude, he had to catch a flight. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> That's nuts, man. Yeah, what, what are okay? What's a misconception then about uh, EDM shows or EDM goers? Misconception. I feel like one of the big things, and um, I feel like it's such a touchy top topic for like people in the in the community is like everyone thinks that like um drug use is like super glorified you know what i mean and yeah. it's not like really like that i mean there are some people that you come across that it really is like that it's, but that's life for a lot of the people i mean like it's about the music and the culture and like like i said I'm, I, it's so cool to be a part of such a a big family of people that just like to go to the shit and it's very um loving i mean yeah even sometimes i'll be at a festival and i'll just be dehydrated from the heat sitting on the ground and so many are crazy like that. Yes. Yeah. Dude, it's like you put your body through some shit, dude. Yeah, dude, like you don't eat, you <laughs> yeah. don't drink water, and you're just fucking in the heat, dude. <laughs> I'll get there and I'll go like buy a chicken tender and I'm like, this is my nutrients for the weekend. <laughs> the weekend, yeah, the whole weekend, bro. You're like, I paid $20 for these three chicken tenders. That's I have a rule though, man. Like I try to eat at least one hot meal a day. Like I'll like I'll ball out and like at a festival, I don't care. I'll ball out for food, man. And yeah going for so long like you get to learn different ven vendors that actually have good food and then some are kind of ass so like you try it you're like nah i'm not gonna Never do that again, again. no yeah. do you uh you go pretty hard with the the fits with your yeah your, yeah your festival sometimes. fits i always end up losing pieces of it though i mean i used to Shit. have this really cool like visor thing with like the lens like the lens was like like this cool dripping mask thing yeah and i went to uh electric forest last year and i was like i think it was grizz i was at his set and me and my buddy Brad, and we're just going too hard. I don't know if it like flew off my face, but at the end of the set, they were gone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dude, you, uh, we should, dude, I should have had you beforehand. We should have sent me all your rave fits. And we oh, could have yeah. done a tier list of your yeah. fits for all your EDM shows. Yeah, That'd I, be I crazy. definitely had some top ones that I was like, yeah, that, that looked good. Like, yeah, this fire, bro. <laughs> that is a good feeling about going to shows. I have some friends that like have never been to any concert. Oh, wow. Of any kind, yeah, of any genre. Crazy. And I was like, dude, like that sucks, Live man. music, man. It's just music gets the people moving and it's yeah. fun dude. It do, dude you get it there's nothing i don't know there's nothing like you know you're like oh man i got this fresh fit that i'm gonna wear yeah. just i'm gonna wear for this concert and I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna look good i'm gonna feel good i'm gonna see someone i'm a big yeah. fan of even if you're not a fan of a friend's just like oh come see this person right, you end absolutely. up being a fan of them because most people i feel like if you're going to see them live there's i haven't seen many bad shows live oh yeah personally at least the people i've seen um but uh well i guess what i guess in that vein then what's a bad edm set look like what would something weak at a festival? Maybe it's not even an actual person, just like a random DJ comes up and. I feel like a lot of, man, that's, yeah. A lot of, uh, I feel like it takes a lot for it to be like a bad set. You know, I mean, I've seen, I've gone to go see people that I've never heard of just to check them out. And maybe they're just like not really playing a style of that music that I really enjoy. Or Is there like. a way to be lazy in EDM? Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, there's, okay. I, so for me, I would say specifically for a bad set, there's one guy in the industry. I'm not going to name his name because he's pretty big, but he's, I feel like 
a lot of his sets that he has are really gimmicky you know what i mean and mm. it's like he like like you, i like to see people up on the decks like doing shit like live mixing you know and yeah. you can tell that they're like queuing up songs and they're like beat matching and doing yeah. all this like shit while they're up there but this guy is like hooked on like chords like floating above the decks like doing like <laughs> shit and yeah. just, like He's flying around. Yeah, he's not I'm touching like, it. Bro, like, why aren't you like doing the shit? Why aren't you pushing, <laughs> pushing the yeah. buttons, bro? Yeah, that's interesting. That's I've noticed that too. I, I was talking about that with my friend last week a little bit because uh, I saw Drake recently, and I yeah. was like, it, him and Twenty One Savage performed, performed together, and it was awesome. Drake yeah. was amazing. He's a terrific performer. He goes super hard. And I'm not saying Twenty One Savage isn't a great performer, but like it was comparatively like how much energy dude Drake was putting in versus oh, yeah. like Twenty One, and not just Twenty One. There's tons of other rappers I've seen live where it's like. Sometimes they come out and it's like the effort's a little lower, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, man, like I'm here to celebrate you, like <laughs> just fucking go as hard as I'm going, you yeah, know? Yeah, dude, hell yeah. That's and so I don't know. I appreciate when artists do that in general when they're just like getting hyped on the stuff that I they think, made. I um, think, I think one of the one of the best sets I've ever seen. I went to Bonnaroo this year, and me and my friend, we like we made it a point because we wanted to see Lil Nas. We're like, we have to see Lil Nas. Like, yeah. we just know he's going to go hard. And he did, dude. Like His, his shit looks his, like he goes his hard. His stage presence is, like, so huge. And he's he's so interactive with the crowd. And it's, like, it's it's such a fun, cool feeling to be a part of it and just to, like, see it happen. And he know? got some slappers, bro. Yeah. He I mean, we slappers. saw we even saw Kendrick Lamar this year. Shit, bro. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar. And it's cool because his set, his set started at 11, and then at midnight it was his birthday. Dude. And Bonnaroo was doing polls to see like how many people were in the crowd there, and the majority of the festival goers were at his set. Wow! So at midnight, the whole crowd got to sing "Happy Birthday" to him, and that's just something that I got to be a part of. That I'll just that's think about so forever. Cool. You know, yeah. like that's such a cool thing. How much did it take it to Bonnaroo this last year? Dude, I think I paid like five forty. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. dude! How many days is it? Uh, four. But I think we we loaded in on Wednesday, so we were there for five days. But okay. Um, Damn. The festival is huge. Dude. Yeah, the place yeah. Place is fucking massive, and I mean, I've been to like really small, intimate festivals, and I've been to really massive festivals. That one was big. Everything was really spread out, like far. <laughs> yeah. No, that sounds cool. So. I've always wanted to go. It's always sounded interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the best live show you've ever been to? Oh man. Any genre. Best live show I've ever been to. One that sticks out. What was the first one that flashed in your mind when I said that? Uh, probably okay. Last year I took a manically one day. The, these <laughs> Ganja White Night. I mentioned them earlier. They did a show in um, um, in West West Virginia, and West Virginia. um, was it in West Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia, and I um. I bought tickets to go, and me and a couple of my other friends, they were going to buy tickets also, but last minute, they were like, we're not going to do it, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, at the time, my GM at my job that I was working at had, like, just got fired, and I, I just started as a manager there, and they were like, we kind of need you to stay and work this, like, morning of this Friday at least, but that Friday is when I was going to leave, Yeah. and I'm like, all right, I can do it, but I have to be able to leave right at this time to be able to make it, so I went to work that day the, the other manager came in at night was like why are you still here he's like leave right now Shit. so i left i went right to the airport caught caught the plane went Damn. there i may end up missing like a couple of the openers but i landed in in, in uh west virginia that's nuts <laughs> went, to, bro. went checked into my airbnb got ready and then went to the uh it was at the coliseum and the coliseum is this massive music I, yeah i've heard of the coliseum so cool. yeah and Holy um cow. the first night of the show was just like super super fun 
Yeah. So like that, it was like a weekend thing. So it was two days. Okay. At least you got the second day. Yeah. Yeah. So the first, the first, the the two days were really cool. They did a pool party on like the roof of this like high rise thing Mm -hmm. where they only sold like a limited amount of tickets, but I was one of the people that got the tickets. Shit. So I, and I, I thought the venue was a lot closer to where my Airbnb was. So like, I'm going to walk and I'm walking and it's like 45 minutes down the line. I'm like, how how fucking close is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it close here. at all, no. Yeah. But when I looked, it was like right around the corner finally, so I ended up just going, but I get to the top of the roof and I'm there for maybe like 20 minutes and it starts like torrential downpouring Jeez. and like lightning and thunder, so they had to like shut the pool party down, so they just Bro. like kicked like 300 ravers out and we're all just like walking around the streets. Where does like, that energy go, yeah. man? We need to get rid of this somehow. <laughs> and um, like a thousand miles away from home, I end up running into my friend Jimmy and just randomly at this bar. Jimmy's <laughs> yeah, out here, Jimmy bro. Jimmy was out here, dude. Jimmy was fucking like, out here. And I asked him if he left the pool party, and he was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Let's go back and kick it." And they finally reopened it, so we got to go back. So hell yeah, that whole weekend, I think that string of like three shows is probably one of the best shows, yeah, for sure that I've seen. Dude, and it makes sense too with the way you're describing what goes like yeah. comes to traveling to shows and like just the experiences you've described definitely make those shows stand out yeah. even more like everything around the show yeah. you know that that makes a lot of sense that that's got to be fun um what's a song what's one song in your opinion maybe it's a popular song could be any genre that you think needs an edm remix a club oh, remix man. that I doesn't have one i want to hear like so, like a like a heavy like um like a dubstep remix of uh uh Goldie by ASAP Rocky. I think oh, that yeah. would be sick. Like with like some fat like bass on it. Have it, it go I think crazy hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be badass. That would be badass, man. Um well dude, we've we've done over an hour here now. Wow. We shit. just crushed the hour mark, oh, I believe. Yeah. Um is there anything what did we not get to today? Is there anything we didn't get to today that we needed to talk about? We talked about a little bit about traveling concerts, EDM people. Your morning routine that was funny I, yeah, maria goes you got to ask him about his morning yeah. routine i was like does he have like a specific she's like no i just want to know i'm just she's curious funny yeah. i'm like okay i'll My ask morning him. routine i mean like i get up you know and i i give myself enough time to, i give myself a half hour because that's kind of all i need to get ready i just get up that's i fair. give myself a half hour I i'm shower, envious of that i'm out and then i kind of just like sit wait <laughs> yeah i have this big bay window in my apartment building so like if i make myself some like avocado toast in the morning I <laughs> okay I'll spend, yeah like five minutes in the window like looking out watching the traffic you just sit there you just exhale yeah just disassociate a little bit <laughs> yeah no it's nice it's peaceful it's peaceful do you uh you i saw you, you ubered to work the other day do you usually uber yeah so you don't have a car right now no not right now dude that's crazy bro yeah i had a car but uh i got hit by a drunk driver last year totaled my car yeah. You were okay though. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah, mildly dude. concussed, but okay. Uh, they hit me in my head, bounced off the, <laughs> bounced off the the window, and then Ow. the steering wheel. That I was coming down the street, and they were coming out of an alley. This massive truck just came and just hit me and pushed me right, aside, right across the street to the other side into a light post. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, bro. crazy. I came too, and they were like driving off. <laughs> Shit. You get some money? No. You didn't get no money for this? No, bro. <laughs> They never found him. Oh my <laughs> god, that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, if he's listening to this, yeah. or she, anybody, they're listening. We're coming for them. Yeah, bro. We will find <laughs> I'll you. Never see that truck around. <laughs> we will find you. We'll poison your food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. I, 
That's that's tough, man. That's yeah, that sucks. Um, honestly, though, I mean, I I don't mind, especially now in the summertime. I'm gonna say the in the city, dude. Is nice. Everything yeah. in Milwaukee is so walkable. It's dude, yeah. so close. I just yeah. saw an article too saying something about Milwaukee is like amongst like the top cities right now in like foot traffic pre or post pandemic. Oh like, yeah. To get closest back to like what it was prior to the pandemic. Right. Because a lot of cities, there's so much less foot traffic now. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, there's a lot of people walking around always yeah there's very i mean people like aren't from here and working in the industry they ask us like where shit is and if it's far yeah i'm like nothing's ever really far in milwaukee i feel like if everything in the downtown area is so easily accessible and just walkable yeah walkable or if you need an uber for two minutes yeah i mean there's like electric scooters everywhere the scooters bro those be crazy rental bikes that you can rent you ever race those scooters yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, they get some get up on them. Bro. Some of them get they up get to like fast. twenty miles yeah. an hour, bro. That's dangerous, man. Especially if you're going like downhill, like it's over, dude. <laughs> I get scared. I get scared going on the bridges, though. Yeah, hell yeah. Be freaking me out sometimes. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be fucking myself up. I drop my phone sometimes. It scares me. Um, yeah. Anything? So you have any questions for me then before we wrap up today, man? No, I don't think anything. So, wait, man. any any hot topics or, or hot takes you got to drop to the world before we wrap? This hot is your first takes? podcast. This is my first podcast. We got to leave yeah. them with a bang. What's something that you got to get off your chest that you're like, I know um, people are going to hate me for this, but I got to say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know. I don't I, I don't I don't think I ever have anything controversial to say. I was talking about it with Keegan before I got here. I was like, I'm like. I'm such a chill, laid-back dude. You, you know are. what I mean? Really and it's are. like, I don't like to stir the pot if the pot doesn't need to be stirred. That's fair. <laughs> okay, let's do this. We'll end on this. What's something that you hope happens in the next year? Could yeah, be for um, you, could be for anything. I hope that I actually, like, find something that I like doing more than what I'm doing now. You know, like, I like, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing, but it's, I feel like I've been doing it a long time. I'm getting a little bored, you know? Yeah. And I feel... Uh, over the next year, I'm going to try to do a lot more things. Or not a lot more things. I'm going to try uh, other, I don't know, other job opportunities and just exploring anything else. Push I mean, even just like Yeah, I mean, yeah. even just like new environment, you know. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've been thinking about this year and a lot of things that I, like, want to start putting into motion. Hell yeah. And I feel like I've started doing that, and it's just, like, working towards it now and getting that. I feel that. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Well, a year from now. You know, when you get the, the flashback, the Snapchat flashbacks or whatever yeah. of, of you doing the pod today, <laughs> we'll have to check in and see oh, where yeah. you're at. Hell yeah, man. Um, but no, I appreciate you being on, man, making the yeah, time man. to Thanks come out here. Thanks for having me, dude. Of course, bro. Of course. It was it was good getting to chat with you and trauma dump a little bit trauma about the dump. service industry. Yeah. I, it's it's just it, you have to get it out somewhere, yeah. you know, so other people get it. Um, I want to say a quick shout out and thank you to people that tuned in live tonight, as well as those that are going to be listening and watching days after over on Spotify or YouTube. Um, quick shout out to our patrons as well. Thank you guys for supporting the channel. If you guys are interested in getting behind the scenes access to extra podcasts, extra videos, as well as a series where I break down how I make every single one of my songs, go to patreon.com slash Darren Reed and you can help support the channel for as little as a dollar. Um, also, shout out to Go Nuts for sponsoring another episode of the show. Um, and this has been the 216th episode of the Detox Podcast. I will see you guys next week.